You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Um, boys, put down your utensils. I want to talk to you about something real quick. If there's anything that you want to talk about, any kind of secrets, now's the time to put it on the table, okay? And if you tell me, we're not going to be mad. This is Dirt and Sprague. I went to the petting zoo and I I let the goat like my brother. Well, no, honey, promise you wouldn't get mad, okay? They're just, they're being honest. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. One time I put a firefly on my butt. Why? To make my farts glow. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. I touched myself to Drew Perry on the past right? God. Okay, that's enough. Stop, please. The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two. Um, dirt and Sprague here. Soon to be Dirt and Schultz. Uh, evidently, everybody in Odyssey is getting 30 Odyssey dollars, which we don't know what that means. I'm still trying to figure out the conversion rate. I'm not quite sure what it is yet. Dirt got 30 Odyssey dollars. They say he is recognized for being a great employee. And Jordan Schultz during the break also got recognized. Uh, Jordan, how long have you been at the fan now? Do you do you know the exact date? I mean, uh, the end of August. It was, yeah, so what is that, like six, seven months, essentially? I've been here since 2012, and I was not recognized. And, um... I guess I'm the odd man out. I'm not doing no, my job. No Odyssey bucks for you, buddy. <clears throat> you don't get to buy a cool mug. Can you guys pull your Odyssey dollars oh, together? Good question. Like at an arcade where you can get a kick-ass like Nerf football that lights up or something. Can I get like one of those like Odyssey tattoos, the ones that like eventually wash off, but you get them as like a kid, you put them on your arm. I'd rock that. I might put this on the show sheet at some point for the summer conversation. But we need to have a talk, because I've been to a couple arcades the last few months with kids' birthdays. The price points of these prizes are insanely stupid. Nobody's winning 500,000 tickets so they can have a light-up Mr. Potato Head. (laughs) And that thing would probably cost $11 at a Target. Yeah, that's a little aggressive. So we need to have a conversation and take down these arcades one by one because they're pricing out a lot of kids, right? Inflation's hitting arcade prices now, and it's ridiculous. My kid's winning a lot of hit the mole, hit the gopher in the head, and 20 tickets per game is not winning or anything except maybe a Tootsie Roll. I remember always being disappointed with the prizes at arcades. There we had some good ones. Yeah, I, I don't remember a lot. You don't remember like the styrofoam put together airplanes, like when you were a little younger. Like those things could fly pretty decently. <laughs> I, mean, it was, I mean, okay, it's they had all right. Plastic front, so it didn't. 
bend it. Little finger traps too. I mean, little Chinese, a, finger, Chinese traps. finger traps. Exactly. You can put your can we still in? call those that? Or that, that's why I just said finger trap. You okay. just jumped know, over yeah, and yeah. said Chinese finger. You traps. did just jump right in there. It's okay. Your family's yeah. Asian. Oh, the Wonderland in Salem <laughs> had like Chinese. a <laughs> had an old crappy twenty-eight inch, like one of the biggest flat screens that you could find that was heavy back in like the day, and that cost like two thousand tickets. But but I don't know. It's just not the greatest prizes. We're still ever trying. Holy crap! Breaking news. I've been recognized. Oh, he got it. He I got just, his I literally just popped in my I told box. you you'd yes. get it. They're just doing it one by one. Are they going through alphabetical? Maybe they're going yeah, through alphabetical Jay order. and then Schultz is before Sprague, yeah, so that would make sense. Oh, you yeah. They just took him a while to get to the S's in the alphabet. Now, we're going to have Jordan. This is his project for the next 20 minutes. He's going to fi- like what We need to figure out what we could do okay. with this. All right. Because I, I, I'm not going to take the time to do that. What can my 30 Odyssey bucks get me? Uh, Christian Capel is a writer and creator of On Mont Lake. He covers the Huskies. He's been a good friend of the show. We like to go around the Pac-12. Some of you might not like the Washington Huskies all that much, and that's okay. But what what's that old saying, Dirt? You keep your your, you friends, keep your friends close. Yeah, your enemies closer. Yeah, so Christian Cable's not an enemy per se, but he covers the enemy, and so we will go to enemy territory and talk to Christian. Spring football's here. And yesterday we had Brett McMurphy, and we if you missed that interview, we went way over the clock. That's one of the longest interviews we've done on yep. the show and we just dove into the Pac-12 media rights stuff because Brett's one of the national reporters. He's got good stuff there at 1080thefan.com. And one of the he, he notes a lot of different things uh, about their TV deals and where they could end. But people are starting to try to pick up tea leaves here and piece this together to see where the Pac-12 is going to have their rights. And yesterday something got announced that has many people, at least of this fan base, going, ah, could this mean something? Oregon State's game on September 3rd has now been moved to a Sunday. And they're going to play San Jose State at San Jose State. It's one of those smart, you know, home-and-home games. We we had to schedule. We have to go to Fresno. We have to go to San Jose State. <laughs> Why are you going to San Jose State, Because we're man. stupid. We Why? are dumb. We were desperate. And we agreed to all the dumb things. And so now we have to do a home-and-home with teams like Fresno State and San, San Jose State. But people are wondering now out loud, is this mean something's coming with a media rights thing? And I don't know where you're going with it, but my only question is, even if they announce a new media rights deal, I'm under the assumption that doesn't start until 2024. Am I wrong on that? You're not wrong on that, which is why I don't understand why people were reaching that conclusion yesterday, that there's some sort of tea leave you could read here. The, the, the broadcast deal goes through another year. Um, and so this this is now the time we just talked to Brett about this actually yesterday, that in a normal college football world, this is the time when the Pac-12 would start to have conversations about, OK, where do we want to go with our TV deal? Let's start having meetings with some of our partners, potential partners like that whole process would be getting underway now. But they're in, ex- in an accelerated timeline because they're trying to keep the conference together. The Big Ten got theirs done early. The Big 12 got theirs done early. And so now you're kind of the only one left standing without a deal. And that's why there's that sense of urgency. Uh, it didn't say in the release that I at least saw on Twitter, I'm assuming that it's true, that they want to move it to a major network on Sunday. So I mean, maybe there's just an appetite for Beaver football against San Jose State early in the year. There's but no NFL that week. Yeah, so. the NFL starts the weekend after that. This is week one. Uh, but this is this is not going to be like you're on Apple TV Plus because the, that deal is not going to kick in until a year from now. So I'm not quite sure what kind of conclusions people wanted to reach. It's a good sign for Oregon State, just on the face value, that you're getting out of, I would assume, a crappy kickoff time on the Pac-12 network on Saturday because 
I'm going to be honest with you, nobody cares about Oregon State, San Jose State. No, no. Even Beaver fans probably thinking, okay, that's a win. I'll watch, but it's not the most important thing. I mean, it better be a win. Uh, like Oregon's playing Portland State that weekend. It's one of those weekends where it's just, all right, you're going to be an 1130 kick on the Pac-12 network or an 8 p.m. kick on the Pac-12 network. So being on Sunday, I would hope, gives you a better kick time and maybe a little bit more exposure. So it's good for Oregon State in that regard. But I don't think this had anything to do with the TV deal. I'm going to tell you this, and you're probably going to look at me and not have much of a reaction, and I, I don't fault you for it. But I, I was reading, because you had mentioned yesterday, you said spring football started for them. And I, I think I just acknowledged it, and I was like, yeah. You just believe what you say when you say it confidently. <laughs> you're the Costanza of the show. It's why you are recognized. It's not a lie if you, unless you believe it. And uh, I went to visit Angie's website, Beaver Blitz, and I, I wanted to read about some spring football stuff. And, and Carter Baines, also a friend of the show, he wrote a spring rundown and things to watch, this, 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 this. And I'm reading it, and I'm like, oh, okay, spring football is actually not till March 7th for Oregon State. Mm-hmm. Their game's April 22nd. And you're going to laugh at this because you've had a – You've had a nice life as a college football fan, and I haven't. I haven't had nice things like you. It really just dawned on me. This program did enough for itself to get that five-star quarterback to transfer from Clemson. Mm-hmm. It wasn't going well for him. He was probably going to get benched, but he was still the number one quarterback in his class. He was on a, you know, he was on some pretty good Clemson teams. He had a lot of expectation. I don't know why, and I know we've already talked about DJ. We don't need to dive into it. But just reading it and reminding yourself, oh, yeah, they got a five-star quarterback this offseason. It just it hit me really hard last night reading positional breakdowns and Carter's just like offhanded sentence of, you know, upgrade at quarterback and then moves <laughs> on to the next thing. And I'm like... They got DJU to come to Oregon State. Unbelievable. Well, I that to me is where I'm really excited for spring football this year. Like, there's not a lot of new things about Washington. There's not a lot of new things about Oregon, although Oregon does have a new offensive coordinator, so you can keep an eye on that. Oh, I think there's a lot of interesting well, things Well, sure. About I, look, I, the, the thing that we most pay attention to, though, in football is what? It's the most important position on the field, and it's quarterback. And when you have struggled so mightily at that position for – for a long time, man. It's been a long time since Oregon State's had a legitimate good quarterback that you trusted going into Sean games. Mannion was the last Probably one. the last yeah. one, right? And I'm, we don't even know if DJ's going to be that, but I think there's optimism because of the recruit that he was, as you're pointing out. And even at Clemson, it wasn't like he was horrible. He just didn't quite live up to the expectations of the number one quarterback in this country and the replacement for Trevor Lawrence. But his numbers were fine every single year that he was there. And I think the hope is we're getting him in a better system and he's going to take that next step. And you got two programs in the Pac-12 that did the exact same thing last year. When Michael Penix was announced as a starter at Washington, we laughed, said, that's really it. That's where you're going. When Bo Nix was announced a starter at Oregon, I knew I pulled my hair out. I was pissed. Like, Bo Nix, pick six, is going to be our starting quarterback. This is a horrible idea. And both of those guys ended up finishing, what, in the top six or seven of Heisman voting? Maybe not Bo, but I know Penix did. And they're going into the year as some of the favorites this season. So it has been shown that you can find these quarterbacks from bad programs and turn them around. Clemson is not a bad program, but there was the argument of did they put him in the best position to succeed? Did he have a good offensive coordinator? What was the system around him? Like, I cannot wait to watch Oregon State spring game just to get a look at him. And again, you can't touch quarterback, so it's not real football. So it's kind of basically a glorified practice. But does he look comfortable? Is the timing there? Like just seeing him in a beaver uniform, it's going to take me about two quarters, I think, just to get used to it because there's going to be some shock there. It is going to be weird to see a 6'5", five-star dude in an Oregon State uniform getting to play in a Jonathan Smith-led offense. And your note on that, and we'll talk to Christian about Washington 
at the bottom of the hour. Your note on that is spot on. Kalen DeBoer, and I don't, I don't mean this to sound like a knock, but if Kalen DeBoer coming to UW in year one can get a guy I completely dismissed as, oh, he's going to win 10 games or more, if he can get Michael Penix and put him in the right situation in the right spot and make him look like an NFL quarterback, mm-hmm. why can Brian Lingren and Jonathan Smith not be able to do that for DJ, play to his strengths, still rely on the run game and Damian Martinez, and put him in a better spot than what he was in Clemson. And by the way, Clemson might be really good this year. Club Nick could be the dude. But even Dabo this offseason had to acknowledge, we have failed our offense the last yeah. two years. And so some of that is DJ. Some of that is Dabo Sweeney not caring enough. And now he has finally recognized that and tried to correct that. But it hit me last night. Oregon State's game gets moved to September 3rd. And then just reading up on spring stuff, I'm like, God, this is going to be such a fun season. We're going to be insane as sports fans. Washington fan is going to tell you Oregon's not better than them three weeks in. Oregon State fan's going to tell you they're going to win the national championship four weeks in. Oregon's thinking they're going back to the playoff two weeks in. That's what the season's going to give us, and I'm excited for that. The conference has finally figured it out. We're good again. Thanks for ruining it, USC. Nice reminder there. Uh, Go to the Combine, and then we'll talk to Christian Cable. That's next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Dirt and Spray on 1080 The Fan. Christian Capel is going to join us of OnMontLake.com. It's his new Huskies venture. Uh, we're trying to find out how to redeem our points and what we can get. Jordan did some research. What kind of things can we get? 
Uh, well, you can get a glorious trip to Orlando, Florida. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Absolutely lies. Um, best thing you can get is a power bank. You know, one of those things you can plug in uh, your, your phone and grab grab some extra juice from. I don't okay. know. I'm seeing a dad hat here that's Ooh. right up my alley. An Odyssey dad hat? It's an Odyssey dad hat with our logo. It says Odyssey on the front. I would love a lot of people to pronounce that incorrectly or ask me what that is. I'm a little disappointed it's not the logo because then you'd be like Rob Lowe at the Super Bowl or the NFC Championship game if you just rock the company hat. <laughs> no, it is. It's the logo and it oh, it's Odyssey. just oh, okay, okay. You know, our logo with the weird A yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. Odyssey under. I, mean, I think all it's, it is. I think it's a great A. I don't know about you. Uh, That's like that soft back though, where you you have to adjust the. Well, why is the A got a circle in it? I anyways, I I don't understand it. Um, but it's right up my alley. I might have to buy this. <laughs> you team player. Huh? Let's rock some dad hats together. Uh, NFL Combine stuff's going on right now. And we've got some uh, products. Isn't that what you guys always say? Products! Products, baby! Sco products! <laughs> and uh, God, we I despise the Sco thing. Can we stop the damn Sco thing? You're not a fan? I, I hate, hate the Sco thing. I'll put that up as a poll question. Do you hate the Sco thing <laughs> that Oregon Duck fans do? Where did that even come from? Where did that start? Uh, Super California... Person, after I was gone, I know that. I wasn't a student there anymore. We never said Skoducks. Actually, you know what I hate even more than fans saying it? New recruits that then leave a year later That when they tweet it out, that their entrance to the Oregon program. Skoducks. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> stop. 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 It kind of makes me feel good to know that I'm walking around Oregon Duck fans who do hate that. Because I don't hate it. It doesn't really bother or concern me. There's a lot of things I hate about my fan base. But it is funny when I'm walking around Autzen for like a Civil War and, you know, wearing beaver gear, you get a couple of good ducks. Are you going down, beads? <laughs> the Skoduck thing, I'm always just like, oh, you're a Skoduck guy. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You're right. doing that, huh? You're, so you're... we'll put that up as a poll question. Also, I'll add as a poll question, would you wear your company's own merch? Are you proud to wear your company merch <laughs> randomly on a Saturday? I'm curious where people are at on that. But we had some combine stuff go on. Yeah. Uh, aside from Nolan Smith completely stealing the show. Dear God. Holy jeepers, man. Oof, running he, a sub 4 five forty as an edge rusher. He ran faster than Saquon Barkley did. He's an edge rusher from Georgia. And I, if anybody made a lot of money yesterday, it was definitely Nolan Smith. Yeah, his name's going to rise up some boards. Um, DJ Johnson and Noah Sewell performed some things yesterday. DJ ran a 40-yard dash in 4.49. That's pretty damn fast for That's an edge rusher. tied for fourth amongst the uh, 28 edge rushers who ran. And Noah uh, Sewell ran a 4.64, uh, which was tied for 13th among the 16 linebackers. I know that doesn't sound good, but a 4.640 is still pretty damn good for a linebacker. I don't really know what to expect out of either of those guys. Like DJ Johnson has, when, when you see him in person, it is physically intimidating. He's that big of a dude, and it just was a weird career for him. Because he went to Miami, he transfers back. Mario tried to make him a tight end. He caught a bunch of touchdowns, but essentially wasn't a, a difference maker at that position other than around the goal line and kind of some tight end screens or slip, you know, slip routes and that kind of stuff. And then last year it felt like he was going to be your dominant pass rusher, and he'd had of his moments. But it wasn't like he was a consistent game changer for them. But when you look at him, it looks like he should be. And so it's kind of hard to figure out, like, is this something that's going to click for him at the next level? Is he going to be inconsistent in the NFL like he was at Oregon? And for Noah Sewell, like, talk about expectations, man. That guy was supposed to be the best linebacker in the country last year. Coming off of the first two years that he had, like, he came in with that level of pr uh, promise. 
and a really disappointing, underwhelming season for him. He didn't say his name very often. There were times where he just it felt like he had zero impact on the game. And so to go from your first two years, it felt like it was building to this crescendo of this dude's going to dominate and wreck college football to is Noah still on the field right now? It was it was kind of a disappointing year for both of them. Yeah, I mean, I Noah's going to fall, and he's going to get picked somewhere in the probably four to seven range would be my guess because most of his – his numbers yesterday, you can, you obviously have game film here, but most of his numbers and his performances ranked him near the bottom of the linebackers. Not good. He did not have a good year. He did not have a good, well, he didn't have a good year, but I'm talking about the numbers at the combine. Oh, the combine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of the 16 linebackers that performed, he was in a lot of categories, either at 12, 14, 15. He was kind of at the bottom of almost everything. He's going to struggle in coverage because he's not the most athletic and quick dude. Yeah, I I tend to agree with that. I think you saw that last year. DJ, I thought DJ did some good things for himself yesterday, and Mm -hmm. and maybe he'll intrigue people. Well, going sub 4-5 as an edge rusher, that'll that'll open some eyeballs for you. He's got good size. I mean, he's not the biggest dude, but he's 6'2", 260, and you could probably add a couple pounds when he gets to the NFL. I Kevin Cole is going to join us, and he does the Unexpected Points podcast. He's going to talk some NFL draft stuff with this, and he's going to join us at eight fifteen. He just wrote an article, and this is what I find interesting because we're talking about two defensive guys. He wrote an article about how you can measure the defensive combine numbers to what kind of player they will be. Now, it's not a given that if you're the best sure. performer, you're going to be a stud NFL player. We all know that. Darius Hayward Bay, right. But it's interesting, an idea for teams to how you balance uh, combine performance, freak athletic ability, and then squaring that with tape that can give you some good things and some bad things, and then saying, okay, good luck figuring out if you made the right decision here. <laughs> yeah, That's got to be the worst part about the NFL, or the NBA for that matter. It's like, I heard Amin Hassan say this the other day, because they were talking about combine numbers. Do you know, I didn't know this, do you know who graded out in the 2003 NBA draft? So, D-Wade, Bosh, like the LeBron, like that draft, the one of the all-time greats. Mm-hmm. Do you know who graded out second best as an athlete at the NBA Combine for that draft class? I got a feeling it's not somebody good based on the angle you're going. Was it Darko Milicic? It was not Darko Milicic. It was not uh, Dwayne Wade. It was Luke Jackson. Luke Jackson, really? Of organ fame. Hell yeah, Luke Jackson. Luke Jackson, by a lot of measurements, finished as the second best athlete in that draft. Cleveland also drafted Luke Jackson. Top 10. They thought they were getting LeBron 1, easy no-brainer, and let's pair him with a great wing athlete, Luke Jackson. Oops. And, like, Luke Jackson's game film was fine. It was fine. He was a great player at Oregon. He had a great run. Oregon, yeah. that was one of my all-time favorite college basketball teams was Ridenour, Jackson, and Freddie. Like, Freddie I, Jones, yeah. I could not get enough of that basketball team. But that's where, what do you take at the combine versus what does the film say? It, from time to time, man, you can you just get caught up in this is how you fail. We'll get to it later, but the yeah. Ravens general manager basically alluded to this yesterday. He he called out his own wide receiver core and said, we don't have any all-pro wide receivers. We're not good at evaluating this. We need to rethink it. Now, that led to Rashawn Bateman calling him out publicly on Twitter and saying, you're trash and don't put all this on us and yada, yada, yada. He deleted that tweet, but we can talk about that later. This is what I'm talking about. It's not easy to always identify combine stuff, game stuff, 
okay, mash it together, go and make the right decision. Well, and that's why, just speaking of the two guys we were talking about, Noah Sewell did not do himself any favors yesterday because he wasn't coming off a dominant year where the film looked great and he didn't perform well at the combine. And so that's a, that's a double whammy. Whereas DJ Johnson instead, who didn't have a dominant year per se, but he comes in and he has some of these great figures at the combine, that is going to be more enticing, I think, to an NFL team because you can say this guy is a freak athlete. Like Bruce Feldman comes out with his rankings of the craziest athletes every year in college football. DJ Johnson was on that the last couple of years because, again, you see him. He's just huge. He's fast. Uh, it doesn't make sense why he's not a better football player. And I think an NFL team is going to be willing to take a gamble on that upside of saying if we can just find whatever you can harness in this dude, we can turn him into a difference maker at the next level. But whereas Noah Sewell comes in, not great film, and you underperform, you don't seem overly athletic, you're not on par with the rest of the linebackers. That That is not a good path forward to getting drafted high in the NFL. Christian Christian Capel covers the Washington Huskies for his new venture on Mont Lake. We'll talk to Christian about spring football with UW, the expectations uh, going into their season, what they expect with uh, Penix returning, and we'll talk about his new venture. Christian Capel joins us coming up next. Kevin Cole at 8.15 for the NFL Draft Combine stuff and spring line at 8.30, so get the sponsors in at the fan text line. All of that is ahead, but first... Jordan with a sports update. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about. And some you haven't. How'd you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Friday. You know, we love college football. We love following the Pac-12, especially the teams here in the Northwest. And one of our favorites is a guy who covers the Washington Huskies, Christian Capel. And we saw the news that uh, the Athletic was moving on, and it pissed us off because it's dumb. The Athletic should be involved in college football. We got all riled up. We wanted to know what is next for Christian Capel, and he announced it, and now we want to bring him on to talk about not only that, but spring football and the Washington Huskies. So joining us now is our good friend Christian Capel, at Christian Capel on Twitter. Uh, Christian, first off, we were bummed to hear the news, but excited to hear about the new venture. So let the folks know what, what's, uh, what's the new opportunity up there in Seattle, and where do they find you? Yeah, thank you guys. Um, so I like like many other writers who either made the decision themselves or, or maybe had had the decision made for them by their their previous employer and chose to go independent. Um, I did start a Substack site and newsletter. Uh, it's called On Mont Lake. You can get there at www.onmontlake.com. Um, dedicated to really the same kind of coverage of University of Washington and, and Pac-12 football that I was doing at the Athletic with you know maybe um, some some venturing off the beaten path uh, from time to time and, and writing about other, other things that, that interest me, but uh, it's very much a UW football site. 
um, was really, really encouraged with the reception on, on day one, kind of blown away, actually. Um, and for those unfamiliar with Substack, uh, it, basically every story that is written um, by a, a Substack site that you subscribe to is delivered to directly to your email inbox as a newsletter. So, um, you know, if, if you don't want to download a different app or bookmark a site or whatever, your, your email app is literally all you need to, to read everything that I write if you subscribe to it. So we've got some paid options. Um, there is a, an option to subscribe for free to get a limited amount of content, but um, you're very, um, very, very encouraged by, by day one, certainly. Yeah, over a thousand subscribers already. I mean, to be able to get that kind of response is it's it's got to make you feel good, man. Because I I didn't text you right away. I'm sure you got texts when I saw your tweet that it was announced. But I did want to reach out and get you on the show because we we've loved having you. You got great insight. You cover the beat really well, and yeah, I'm pretty excited for you. I know the the independent thing can be a little nerve wracking. Were you were you convinced right away once you got? Past the the terrible news from them to basically say we don't care about covering the West Coast anymore in college football, did did were you nervous to do this? Did you think you were going to do this? Like how quick that kind of decision is made is is, is interesting to me, Christian. When did you decide? You know what? I'm already here. I'm already doing this. I'm you know you've you've given a lot of time to it. Uh, when did you make the decision to start it? Yeah, I mean, I think anybody who covers a topic that has like a defined following. So, you know, any, any team, really, if you cover a college football team and there's a defined, hey, if I, if I were to do something on my own, I kind of know the people who follow me. I know who I'd market it to. I think, I think the idea of Substack has probably surfaced at some point. And, you know, especially, like, I'm good friends with Tyson Alger, who, who runs the I-5 mm-hmm. Corridor site, another former athletic colleague. And so I've obviously been closely monitoring that and had a lot of conversations with, with him uh, over the, the months since he's launched that. So it, it's kind of in the back of your mind, but um, yeah, I don't know that I, I immediately thought, okay, well, I'll just pivot to that easy enough. It wasn't really until I saw the reaction and kind of the outpouring of, of people who suddenly um, had maybe some money freed up in, in some instances <laughs> already uh, as a reaction and, and, you know, really just, wanted to follow my work and wanted to know what was next and, you know, made clear that they would support it. So, you know, I think without that outpouring, I don't know that it would have been as easy to pull the trigger. It's, um, you know, going independent now in this era of, of self-publication platforms like Substack, it, it's less risky because you're not investing any startup costs, right? Like you're not saying I'm, I'm going to pay someone to design a website and, I'm going to I'm going to have to pursue advertising and right. to make any any di- money off digital advertising I got to do crazy clicks and and all this stuff so um it is nerve-wracking because you know there's there's some guaranteed income that that goes from a certain number down to zero um so it's it's all you now but um if if the rest of if the trend and the trajectory is going to be anything like the first 24 hours, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good right now, at least. Uh, there, there's obviously an appetite for it. We, I think Pac-12 fans get frustrated sometimes with the lack of coverage from you know major outlets and all that. And so we love supporting things like this because we're passionate. We love our programs and we want to follow them uh, day in and day out. And on that note, we're talking with Christian Capel on Montlake.com, his new venture. Go check it out. Also, the co-host of the Say Who uh, Say Pod. How are Husky fans feeling right now? about the state of things in the conference. Like, it feels like a lot is up in the air. We talk about it a ton down here. You know, what's the future? TV deals? Are you leaving? How are Husky fans feeling about all this? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of unease for sure. Um, you know, I think Washington fans 
probably similar to Oregon fans. Overall, at the end of the day, big picture, probably are still pretty confident that wherever realignment ends up, if it does go to, you know, one big, huge super league or two super leagues or, you know, a, a top tier that competes for a certain championship and then, then a lower tier that competes for a different championship, however it shakes out, I think I think just like Oregon fans, Washington fans are, 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 are at the end of the day, confident they're going to end up with a seat at, at that table. Um, but what does that look like 2024 going forward, right? <laughs> um, it, it seems like um, there's – there's maybe some signs pointing to something getting done on a, on a media deal soon, um, just based on kind of some of the reports that have surfaced about Apple TV being a player and you know, the, the statement that the president's put out. And you've seen a couple of conference presidents um, speak with the media publicly. So, you know, I, we'll see if, if something kind of gets done and if a, an accompanying grant of rights is signed. But, yeah, you know, I, I think there's a lot of concern about – what is the revenue and then the gap between the Pac-12 and the rest of the power conferences look like as a result of this media deal? Is that going to be prohibitive when it comes to fielding the kind of team and making the kind of investments that you need to compete for championships? But, you know, the flip side of that is beginning in 2024, if, if you win the Pac-12, you're pretty much guaranteed a spot in the playoff. Yeah. So I think that's a consideration too. But long-term, um, you know, I, I think as college football becomes more stratified, stratified and and things kind of point toward there being super league type of structure going forward i would imagine that washington like oregon probably feels like it'll be involved in that in some way uh, christian when does uw start spring football we know oregon state starts i think on the seventh third I, I think oregon starts not long after yeah, right that. around the corner yeah. right on the corner for spring football for most programs when does uw get it going and man i if they don't lose to Arizona State, we're probably having a different feeling maybe on Washington. People are already pretty high on what they can be because Penix announced that he's returning. Uh, your initial thoughts on the 2023 Washington Huskies and what they're looking at in terms of returning talent and, and expectation? Yeah, they get going on, on Monday with a few practices, and then they take a, a break and come back at the end of March for the rest of the spring. Uh, Kalen DeBoer talks with the media um, today to kind of preview things and yeah, I think there's a lot of excitement about 2023. Obviously, the way that they finished last season um, was very encouraging and winning the bowl game and, and getting to 11 wins and, and all that. Um, they're going to have to be better in 2023 to win 11 games again just because the schedule's a lot tougher. They go to USC, they play Utah, and those are two teams that they missed last year um, quite fortuitously. So, um they're, they're going to face a, another, you know, kind of slate of really good quarterbacks. I think that's kind of one of the stories in the Pac-12 this year, right, is how much quarterback talent is returning. It's not just Michael Penix Jr. Bo Nix is back at Oregon. Caleb Williams is back at USC. You know, we'll, we'll see what um, what DJ Uyunglele can do at, at Oregon State and if he can kind of rejuvenate his career. So um, I, I think they got to be a lot better defending the pass, and people are – going to be watching closely some of those competitions in the secondary they brought in some transfers they're they've moving you know moving some guys around and try to find some answers there so um you know a lot of eyes are on the defense i think that you know last year kind of set an expectation for what the offense should be and, and when you've got almost all of those guys coming back save for you know replacing a couple offensive line starters i, I think people expect a pretty explosive offense again so yeah we'll see if they can if they can defend the, the pass in particular and 
and uh, maybe be a little bit more explosive on, on defense to help out the offense. Well, we don't know what the future of the conference holds, but we know next year is going to be amazing. We're all excited for it. And go check out the latest venture on Mont Lake. It's a subscription site. Whether you're a Husky fan, a Pac-12 fan, and you get a newsletter with it covering Washington football, it's worth it. And check out the podcast, Say Who, Say Pod. You can follow Christian on Twitter, at Christian Capel. Congratulations on the new venture, man. Great to see the response and continued success uh, covering one of the, the great programs in the Pac-12. And hopefully we can do this again soon. All right, thank you guys. I appreciate it as always. Yep, there you go, Christian Capel. Good stuff from him. It's just I. I mean, to, that we have a weird schedule like that. Uh, you do a couple practices, and then oh, we're off again, and we'll see you guys uh, the end yeah. of the month. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of that way. It just I, I don't know. The the major outlets not covering the Pac-12 drives me nuts, man. The Athletic no longer has anybody that covers. I believe anybody any team. We don't in the have conference. an Oregon. We don't have an Oregon State. We don't have Washington. We definitely don't have Washington State. They never I mean, even had Oregon State. They never had, they never had State Washington, Washington State. State. Yeah. They had Oregon and Washington. Tyson left. They yeah. never replaced him, and well, then they fired Christian. Well, and I, yeah, I'm not I'm not suggesting anything, but like Tyson left for a reason. Yeah. And now Christian, you know, told like a week ago, yo, we're not going to do that. That's that's an interesting move. It's not a good reflection, I think, maybe on the conference. Um, no. Even if readership is not comping to SEC fan bases, I just think that's a big mistake. I, I Again, we've raved about this coming season. It's just there has not been a more exciting time for the conference. So it's 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 really a downer and unfortunate that they just don't care about the Northwest pocket. I don't even know who covers UCLA for him. I have to go look at that. <laughs> I don't think they have anybody, to be honest with you. I think they have an L.A. guy. Okay. I think it's uh, Morales is what I want to say, but okay. uh, not a lot of great coverage over at that entity with the Pac-12. No, I, really. Sorry, really quickly before we go on, guys. I've, it's perfect timing. I've been listening to ESPN. Those guys have all the fun, the audiobook, you know, the, the startup of ESPN. And it really is important to have that diversity of programming, or I guess in this, in this instance, writing or coverage, because you can't lean on the big viewers or the big readers of the big topics. You've got to have that diverse coverage. And that's how ESPN became the powerhouse that they are today. The Athletic is really screwing the pooch on this one. Yeah, I mean, it just makes them look like another major media company. It's what you see in newspapers all over the country. They're firing reporters, fewer people, low-paying jobs. Like it just, That's why I love supporting these indiv- independent ventures, because these guys have a following. And they say, yeah, I want to continue covering the team I was covering. Uh, we love supporting guys like Tyson and Christian doing the same uh, uh, same thing. So go check out his site on Mont Lake. Let's talk a little bit about a TV situation. And th- this was an interesting update yesterday. Does it change your mind about what the future might look like? We'll get into that coming up next on The Fam. This is Dirt and Spray on 1080 The Fan. All right, we got a lot to get to coming up. Final hour, Kevin Cole is going to join us. We'll talk some NFL Combine with him. We will spray the line, even though Sprague doesn't want to. We keep it going, baby. Oh, I have a lot of bets this weekend. I love it. Let's go. 8.30. I, I dove in. I was like, you know what? Enough of this negative Nancy That's attitude. right. Let's gamble. By the way, who was Nancy to make her so damn negative? Yeah, Nancy's got to feel bad about that, right? Eh, I'm probably scorned by an awful human being <laughs> as a man. That's kind of the new Karen. Uh, yeah, Nancy Karen's, was the original Karen. Any Karen now is like, ah, don't be a Karen. Yeah. But there's probably really nice Karens out there. You think Karen will phase out eventually and go to another name? I'm sure it will. Mm. Yeah, you'll get to one eventually. Uh, let's talk about this. So this came across one hour yesterday. I'm wondering, does it do anything for you? Does it mean anything for you? What's your reaction to it? Uh, the classic dirt, did it move question. Did it move for you? <laughs> because I don't know if it moved for me. And uh, I read it and I thought, okay, this is kind of cool, but I don't. I don't know if it moved. So here's what was announced. And this isn't even official yet. It's just they're, they're trying to report, do this. Yeah. It's a report of what they're trying to do. The report was that ESPN 
essentially wants to be the home of all sports streaming. Okay, they want to hope everything that is sports streaming related, they want to have access to it. And by that, they mean they will even if you're a competitor, they want to have every game, every, you know, every NBA game, Major League Baseball game, college football game, NHL game, NFL game, women's basketball game, golf tournament, whatever. They want on their ESPN page, if you go to ESPN, hey, what sports are on right now? They're going to link to every single one of those events and every single one of those sports, even if it's with a competing, a competing network. So even if a college football game is playing on Fox, Oklahoma, Texas, for example, uh, this year we we'll use that. You go on to ESPN, like, hey, what channel is it on? ESPN's app will have a, oh, it's on Fox. You click the game, and it will direct you to the Fox channel to watch the game. And they're working with major sports leagues. They're working with the other media partners. And there's growing optimism that this is going to become a thing uh, because the other – why would the other outlets say no to this if somebody on ESPN is going to find their game via the ESPN app? Now, the catch – is that if it's on a platform that you have to pay for, let's use Apple TV as an example, and say, hey, I'm a Pac-12 fan, where's, where's, where's the Pac-12 game? It's on Apple TV. If you open up the ESPN app, you, if you follow it through to Apple TV, you then have to register to watch. If you register that way, ESPN is saying, give us a 10% cut of that initial payment or whatever. A finder's they, fee. Give us a finder's fee yeah. for it, and then you recoup the rest of the money, but we will route them to your product mm. and to your sporting event. Does it move? Well, I you know, I've seen interesting points on this because there's been so much talk on television deals. I, I know you're really into this. This is like a big deal. And I think for the very interested in this, you yeah. are. This is right up your alley. Um, I just think the whole landscape is changing. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to look like in five years. And I'm fascinated where it's going. Well, I think good points have been made. I think I've shared my own experience. Like the streaming thing. I think the streaming thing came and went. And what I mean by that is I, I, I feel like a couple years ago, YouTube TV, Hulu Live, uh, you know, whatever else you can think of that I'm, I'm blanking on. But like these streaming options from cable, the cutting of the cord, mm-hmm. they've already seen that it's kind of gone back the other way. And it's for the reasons I highlighted when I switched. The price point is now the same as cable. Yeah. And Rust, Jeff Rust uh, of Danny and Dusty, he's made this point for years because he came in after I said I'm a YouTube TV guy and he goes... You subscribe to cable after you cut your cable. Cool. And I at first I pushed back, but like he's not wrong. The price of all these streaming platforms, they've reached cable. So why would I not just get cable? And now I have cable. Um, if you're a sports fan and really don't care about uh, news and politics and all that other stuff, this should make it move for you. You should be able to go, oh, I can get all my sports bundled in this way. This might be up your alley, but let's wait to see what prices would be for this, like how it changes or how it separates itself, because the streaming thing, it's still here, but the boom of it came and it kind of feels like it's gone the other way where people are going back to their old providers because prices are not much different than what cable was charging anyway. The only thing that makes it move for me about this is the ESPN attachment to it. Because Apple TV's kind of already been doing this. I don't know if you guys are Apple users. Amazon kind of does a similar thing, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where you can go into their app and you can kind of see all of the sporting events, no matter what sport team, yeah. whatever, just all in front of you. However, it's so convoluted still with the connection between apps and everything. You don't know if you're paying for that service because I just can't remember the seven different plus services I'm Dude, paying for. I, I've month. paid for right. HBO twice a month, like three different times. Seriously, yeah. I, I have unsubscribed and canceled my Amazon HBO connection 
which, by the way, is not easy to navigate and find. I can imagine. And I've also, after canceling it, signed up on the actual HBO Max app. And I'm like, okay, I got HBO and I've canceled the other one. And then somehow it pops up again because I go through, without knowing it, I go through Amazon to watch an HBO thing and I've reactivated the account. (laughs) I know I sound old in saying this. It's happened three times where I've double paid for HBO for like two straight months. I'm like, what? How are you getting me? I've wasted hundreds double paying for. How does that happen? Like that. I don't know how it happens. Your but it's wife happened. did she double up with you one time? Because I have ended up that buying the same yeah. subscription. No, my, my wife, wife has yeah. been the one to go. Are you paying free HBO twice? And I go, I don't think so. And then she goes to our Amazon and goes, You're paying on Amazon. I go, I canceled that. She's like, No, you've been no. paying for two months. And I'm like, Damn it. Well, I think to the point like somebody texted in that Amazon and Apple do something similar, and Jordan was kind of pointing to that. I I understand. I think to to Jordan's point though. ESPN doing this makes it different. Like ESPN is the home of sp- like when you think of sports television, ESPN will always be the first thing you think of. When I'm looking at things like if I'm looking up a score in a game, if you ask me, hey, Dirt, what was the score in the Clipper and Golden State Warrior game last night? What app am I opening up to look at that? I'm opening the ESPN app. I'm, I'm not going to Amazon to find the score of the basketball game. It's the home of sports. And so that's what I think makes it interesting. And I do, there's a tie in there with the conference if there is an Apple TV streaming aspect of it, because you would have the benefit of your game. If you go to ESPN's app, your game's on there and they're showing it. They're pubbing you. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the big fears about not being associated with ESPN that Brett McMurphy told us yesterday. He used the NHL as the example. When they weren't on ESPN, ESPN never talked about the NHL because they didn't have the broadcast right. Cancel culture by ESPN <laughs> yeah, right? once they lose They don't you. care. We're not going to talk about you. Why would we support <laughs> hockey? We'll send like some random reporter to your Stanley Cup final. We're not doing segments on you. Like it's not going to happen. But that was one of the fears, I think. If you don't have a partnership with ESPN, how much exposure are you losing? But if this is something that happened and people would go into the ESPN, hey, what are the scores in college football? today and there's going to be a link to direct you to watch that game on apple tv i don't know that that to me was the interesting part of this but it's not gonna ch- okay so you're right espn will always have the one up from the other networks like fox has tried to do the fs1 thing and nobody wants uh, nobody watches it's it. not yeah it's the numbers not back it up nobody watches of, fs1 in terms of content and eyeballs they don't come close to what espn is this doesn't do much for me hmm. you you ask the uh cliche did it move no i'm i'm not going to change my routine i have Apple, I've got HBO, I've got Netflix, I've got Hulu uh, bundled with the ESPN Plus thing, and I've got cable. I'm not going to suddenly pay a different fee. Well, this isn't a different, they're not, you're not paying anything different. There's well, no added you, payment to this. They're just finding a way to hub it and then just, direct they, you. They want to host it and direct you to that channel. But if so it, if you pay for that yeah. channel already, you could go to ESPN's page and say, hey, what's the score of this game? If you click yeah. it, if you're already paying for it, it's just a centralized hub. For but like, I don't pay Fox Sports anything to stream. They're either sure. on my cable or they're not, and I'm not paying for FS anything. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I It's cool, but I, we're in sports radio. I don't. I don't need ESPN to tell me where the game is. Yeah, I got a couple more. I want to read a couple thoughts on this on the other side to start the final hour. I also got some NFL notes I want to get to because there were a couple of really dumb comments this week that I would like to talk about. Ravens players are all pissed off. Uh, Kevin Cole's coming up at 8.15. Sprague in the line at 8.30. Loaded final hour. Don't go anywhere. Sprague on 1080 The Fam. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay. 
Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.